Deron Payne is practicing through an injury. Eric Benemy is giving Sam Howe some ownership on the offense. And Chase Young is right up there with the big boys. All that and more on your 21 September daily commanders update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your 21 September daily commanders update here on ref the district. I'm Nathan Perry, a part of the believe network and let's get right into it. Cause there's a lot of information to share with you today. And uh, first up here is the practice update. Deron Payne listed as having an ankle injury, but he is practicing big news. Also for Quan Martin, he is back the where not wearing the green penny, which means he's cleared for contact. Now, Logan Thomas is out with that concussion expected to miss Sunday's game, at least after that big hit against Denver, but Deron Payne being kind of the big one there. Quan Martin is of course a piece. We've been seeing a little bit more of Percy Butler with Quan Martin sideline. Deron Payne though, is a big part of this defensive line that we've talked about all week and being an aggressive front four that's able to get after QB. And when you're playing, you know, Josh Allen here on Sunday, you're going to want to have the drawn pain there and healthy. So that's something that we'll have to continue monitoring. Good news is he's practicing, which means he's likely to play and we'll be playing through it, but we'll have to keep an eye on whether or not he's affected by that. Uh, if, if that start of the third quarter is any indication, probably not too big of a deal for him. So at least that's some good news. Uh, moving on from our very quick practice update is Eric Bienemy took the mic today to talk with the media, and he had some flowers to give out to linebacker Matt Milano of the Buffalo Bills, uh, saying that he's a beast. He's a big fan of his. Probably doesn't get the respect that he should. Eric or Matt Milano is apparently one of those players that Eric Bienemy is going to be scheming around come Sunday. So maybe you won't see as many inside runs or passes over the middle where Milano would normally be. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see where Eric Benemy kind of plays chess with the, you know, bills in that defense that they're going to be providing if they play away from him, or maybe they choose to attack him directly after giving him some praise. My guess is you will start, to, you'll probably see a little less impact from our tight ends. We mentioned Logan Thomas being out. Cole Turner and Bates are not quite the receiver at all around tight end, I'll say, that Logan Thomas is. Of course, Bates is known for his blocking and Cole Turner is known for his receiving. So it'll be interesting to see which one of those gets lined up over Milano and if they're targeted during all of that. The next update for you from Eric Bienemy was kind of high praise for Sam Howell in this offense. Uh, first, I'm going to give you the John Kime one here that uh, Eric Bienemy is saying they have a pulse of who, who they are and who they want to be. Uh, trying not to be confined by a box is, is what Eric, Eric Bienemy talks about there. And then in the JP Finley tweet that I have, here he talks about giving Sam Howell ownership. Something he learned from Andy Reid is make sure that that player gets to you know do the things that they like to do, that they work best, and try their you know try to work collectively. And these are awesome things to be hearing, especially as this offense is starting to look like maybe it's going to hum. It, it kind of came out week one, a little weak against Arizona. We saw how good this offense can be against Denver. 
Now the true test here with the Buffalo Bills, can you put back-to-back good games up against a solid defense? And we'll see how Sam Howe and this offense goes, but it seems like Eric Bidemi is trying to work with the talent that he has here, especially with this young QB, calling up these plays that he's familiar with and these these concepts that he is feels strong and comfortable with. And I think that's going to go a long way in the development of Sam Howe and this offense moving forward. Uh, Jack Del Rio got to talk a little bit about Chase Young during his time in front of the media, saying about his return, it was great to have him back. He brings a lot of energy. He loves football, and his vibe is infectious, and that it is. And we've all been very pleased having Chase Young back. This is the piece that Washington has wanted for the last couple of years, a very you know, motivated Chase Young is what they've wanted for the last couple of years because he takes this defense into the next step. They were a top five defense. Now you're adding somebody who of Chase Young's caliber, this defense should be able to put away games on their own, let alone what the offense is doing, which, which we just talked about. And, and here's what I'm talking about when it comes to Chase Young, PFF, has given out their pass rush win rate for the season. The top five here. Miles Garrett, Demarcus Lawrence, Josh Uke, I'm probably pronouncing that one wrong, Nick Bosa, and Chase Young coming in at fifth there with a pass rate, pass rush win rate percentage of 26.7. This is who we thought Chase Young was, right, when we drafted him. This is who Washington thought he was. He They, they believe him to be a top five pass rusher. That's why you take this guy. A generational talent is all we heard about when he came out as the number two overall pick. He has a, a great defensive rookie of the year uh, campaign. Sophomore season gets, you know, has a little sophomore slump. Of course, the injury takes him out for a part of that second year. And in the third year, we missed one game of him this season. But this last game, he really came into his own that second half. And I think we're going to continue seeing that Chase Young, that hungry Chase Young, and expect him to stay on top of this list and other people's defensive players list. We'll see if he can string enough to maybe even go in the running for defensive player of the year. Is it too early to talk about that? I don't think so. No, give him uh, give him his just dues. Of course, we want to see some games strung together that are worthy of that campaign. But this is what gets us excited. This is what gets me excited. I think Chase Young can have a true bounce back year and really come into his own with this defense where he has two strong defensive interior linemen who are going to be eating up blockers. You have Montez Sweats that you know you can't leave him on the outside by himself. And so now you've got Chase Young being able to work at this offensive line, and we saw how good he can be against Denver. We'll see how good he can continue being against the Buffalo Bills. Somebody who has seen some struggles as uh, time has gone on is the cheese, man. And uh, we've just been going, geez, man, here uh, with some of those bad snaps. Uh, ben Standick caught up with Cameron Cheeseman uh, earlier uh, yesterday and uh, said that uh, Cheeseman talks about the new grip. He's saying that the new grip isn't the issue and that it's being overstated. So not to be too concerned with that, that he's just trying to work through it and get better and evolve. Uh, and that he did have a comment about the long snapper workouts and that uh, Cameron Cheeseman 
feels comfortable with this uh, this team and what the coaches believe in him understand that's due process but he believes in himself and he believes the team is backing him i know that tressway talks highly of him and they have a nice close bond we really need cheeseman to work out those issues if it's not the grip issue if it's not the way he's snapping it how can he get better at that because that's not something we saw consistently his first couple of seasons with Washington. Why are we seeing it now? If it's not the new grip, what is it and how can it improve? Because as he mentioned, he wants to improve, right? He wants to continue to involve and get and get his game to be better so he can stay in this league for a very long time. But I can tell you if he continues to bounce, you know, snaps off the ground, Tressway is really good and he's been really good at holding down those snaps, but that timing is so important. We saw that with the missed kick with Joey Sly this past uh, week against Denver. Washington can't afford to continue giving up points against teams, especially with the bills on the horizon and especially as the weather is looking like it's not going to be good. My, my bold prediction of Sam Howell throwing three touchdowns is in serious trouble here as Warren Sharp gives an update on the tropical cyclone that's hitting the East Coast. It's looking like it's going to be a pretty much a direct hit around uh, the Washington and Buffalo game. You can see the track if you're watching this here on YouTube with me. Uh, the track is going right up towards Maryland in that D.C. area, so it's expected to be there during Sunday it's going to be a rainy one. Maybe this is B-Rob's time to shine. I definitely thought that Washington was going to have the opportunity to you know, pass the ball, and you're going to see Sam kind of flourish the second game in a row. We'll see how that plays out with the weather. Of course, uh, week one, it ended up being a, a bit rainy against Arizona. We saw the switch to Brian Robinson, so maybe it just means more Brian Robinson, which – I'm okay with. I think that's actually a pretty good thing, and I want to see this ground game go, and I want to see what they have in store for us as far as a complete offense here in Washington. Uh, we got a new update here when it comes to the RFK situation. Of course, yesterday we brought to you how they voted in favor of giving that land back to D.C. for 99 years and that they can do with what they want to include an NFL stadium. Well, Mitch Tischler got his hands on a survey that's being passed around to the neighborhoods and communities that surround are surrounding RFK. Now, there's two parts to this that I thought were, were noteworthy here. Of course, most of us will, aren't around the RFK site, so we won't be able to fill this out, uh, although they do leave an area in there where you can give your zip code and if you're not a part of one of the communities to list. But the two things that I noted really highly here were the save the date. October 18th, uh, Mayor Bowser, D.C. Mayor Bowser there, is going to be speaking on bringing the commanders back to RFK site. We'll see how that one goes on October 18th, but you got to figure that this is a politician who is in favor of working with these bigger companies and bringing them in there. Now, obviously, the communities might have a say, but some of that ends up getting, you know, opinion gets swayed back and forth depending on who's doing the pitch and who you can bring over to your side and whether or not it's going to matter. And, and this number one question here that I, I have up on the screen is the one that I think that maybe they can work within, right? The only one here 
that is going to potentially be detrimental to getting people over to your side is that fourth option there. I prefer no, no stadium. For our audio listeners, would you like to see RFK Stadium replaced with a new NFL stadium for the commander's team is the question. Your answers that you can potentially check off here is a 100,000-seat Superdome Stadium, a $75,000-seat stadium, or sorry, 75,000-person stadium. So 100,000-seat stadium, 75,000-seat stadium, a 55,000-seat stadium, which is the approximate size of RFK uh, that's there currently. And then there's the I prefer no stadium. And there's an other. I'm not sure what people are going to be putting in the other category uh, for that. But uh, me personally, I'm voting for if I had a vote, if I had a say in any of this, I would like that 55, you know, thousand seat stadium. I think having that kind of vibe where we as Washington fans get to flood the, you know, the stadium and bring in that. Plus, that smaller stadium allows them to do more with the outside area, which is why I think they're going to end up going for something like that is because if you build a stadium the size of RFK, it gives you space around that to build up a community with things for you know people to go shopping and experience and do things and actually gets you more space, which the survey kind of goes into a little bit on what other things they can do there. So it'll be interesting to see what the survey results say. It'll be more interesting to see what Mayor Bowser says on the 18th of October. And we'll probably have that for you on that DCU. But this was your Daily Commander's Update for 21 September here on Ref the District. Until next time, be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.